Welcome to the 10th episode of the Hip Hop Rejects. I'm your boy, Royalty. And yo, it's your boy, Young Fly Than the Wrist. We are the All Hip Hop Podcast. Everything we discuss on this podcast is hip hop related and related to the hip hop culture. Uh, I want to first just start off the podcast like we always do. Just continuing to thank the fans, the listeners, uh, everybody that, that downloads each and every episode. Uh, make sure you guys continue to hit that subscribe button. That way you guys can get the uh, weekly updates when we post a new episode on iTunes. Uh, also, same thing goes for Stitcher Radio. Um, thank you guys for all, just again, thank you guys for all the likes and the shares. Exactly, man. We wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for y'all. We appreciate all the Twitter follows. Like, y'all that took us into another level in such a short time, and we really appreciate it. So we're going to keep on doing this. Like I said, we appreciate the support, the shares, and the subscriptions. All right, man. Man, it feel like it feel like this week, it almost feels like this episode almost didn't happen. There's so much. There's so much going on, like, you know, personally and stuff like that. Little man, was, little man was sick, sick this week, so having to take care of that. That's why we kept, you know. Had to keep pushing back, recording, recording the show and stuff like that. So, yeah, I feel you, man. I mean, that's life, though, man. You, you, you know, we we can't control what happens in our lives sometimes. So we had to just adapt to the situation, and you know, we always gonna get this out though, regardless. And we gotta do two episodes in one day just to get it out on time. Hey, for sure, for sure, man. It's been yeah, it's trying to roll with the punches, trying to. Trying to get it done, man. Uh, I've really been trying to listen, trying to change up my listening habits lately. Um, got through the um, listening to the Travis Scott album this morning. Uh, that showed up on the showed up on the Billboard for last week. It's pretty decent, pretty a pretty pretty decent album. I, I can't I can't knock it. I can like I can listen to you know a good. Majority of the tracks without without skipping without, without skipping through. Um, only problem I have with Travis Scott though, man, like his visuals for his videos are kind of um, what's the word evil. <laughs> That's and you know I don't want to kind of like categorize them like people you know would do like Tech Nine and stuff like that because you know Tech Nine even you know came out you know he said on like the Breakfast Club he was like he's you know he's a Christian I think his mom is like a pastor or something like that and um and like he does it just to be you know because name his label is Strange Music so he does it just to you know to be different about his music because people used to always think with Tech Nine people always looked at him because he painted his face and you know he had like a lot of weird stuff and visuals you know they thought he was like a devil worshiper or some stuff, some stuff, some stuff like that so um. I don't want to try to make that same judgment on Travis Scott. Um, but as I said, like, album was pretty, rodeo was pretty decent. Um, I keep it in my rotation for sure. So, yeah, I, I, I know last week on our show, I was acting as if I didn't know Lil Dicky. So, what I did is I went back, what I, what it was, I heard 
the song with him and Snoop before I actually knew who he was. So I didn't even know his name. I just heard the song. And so what happened was I went on YouTube, typed in Lil Dicky. I am now a fan. I am a fan. Yeah, same here, same here, man. You know what? You know, I heard the same thing. I heard um, the new song he has that called Save That Money, and I was like... Yeah, yeah. The video is cold. Like, how you go around and do that? Like, he used the the he used T Pain video while they were shooting his video. You know, yeah, that was that was like very 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 creative because he was like, going around just asking pretty much just asking favors, you know, and in return, you know, based on and literally what you know what other people do. Like, okay, I advertise your business at the end of my video, so right, right. And the Lion King song was like it, like. The Lion King song was ridiculous. He took the Lion King and put it the whole story and put it into a rhyme whereas it's it's cold and you understand it. It he for a white Jewish guy, he almost made the Lion King sound hood. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, man, I, I am not a fan of Lil Dickies. He is a white rapper that's not trying to be black, he just doing being him, and he almost sounds like Drake a little bit. Maybe it's that Jewish thing, but <laughs> <laughs> could be. You know, he kind of like his flow kind of sounds like Drake, but you know it's not Drake. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Got that, got that Jewish flow. Yeah, so you know, Mazel Tov, my boy, Shalom. <laughs> Man, let's see. Uh... That's not the anything else I've been listening to, man. I've been kind of, I've been shuffling through some of everything um, all week long, man. I've been, should I even popped in like the first, uh, popped in the first Boys in the Hood album today with Jam and Net because I was on my oh. way, I was on my way to the crib. I ain't heard that in a long time, man. I was like had freaking flashbacks of summer two thousand five when I was listening to that album today, so I was like, man. Like certain people, like man, I wish like certain you know certain people like Jody Breeze would have jumped off of that boy was just yeah Jody he he's Jody went back underground. I I wish that group had to stay together, but egos, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, shoot, Jody was uh, <clears throat> I think well Jody primarily for a while after after the group broke up, he was doing um he was ghostwriting for Diddy for a while for a long time, so. Yeah, so he was still get so he was still get paid even though nobody saw him. So yeah, I mean, with the boys of the hood, I think it was the fact that Jeezy jumped off. Yeah, you know, and that's what messed that group up. But you know, Jeezy, I think that boys in the hood was put together to try to get all of them out there at the same time. Uh huh. But Jeezy just jumped off harder than anybody. Yeah, he already had a I mean at the time sure he already had a fan base to begin with, man. It was right. So and I think it was somebody else that was supposed to be in the group instead of Jeezy, but it didn't work out, so they got Jeezy to be in it. Can't remember who it was though. But all right. So, um, as we do on every episode, just wanna let you guys know. Um, you guys wanna reach out to us, has any have any questions, suggestions, or just to give your opinion on the show. Uh, you guys can hit us up on Twitter at the Hip Hop Rejects with a Z. 
uh, hit us up on Instagram at the hip hop rejects. Also, you can also email us uh, at the hip hop rejects at gmail.com. And you can also search for us on Facebook. Uh, just search, type in the hip hop rejects. Uh, you can get a lot of um, just extra content that you probably won't hear about on the show that, that we'll, uh, we're starting to post up there. So make sure you guys uh, like the page where you guys can get uh, any news that we may have or any things we may talk about, any extra stuff we may post up about the show uh it'll be on be on facebook so yeah yeah i continue to do that uh those are the best outlets to reach us you know your opinions and comments are important we can only get better if y'all tell us what we're doing wrong so you know i mean we're not gonna we're not gonna get in our feelings about anything y'all say or suggest yeah no nah, we're not gonna we're not gonna spaz out anything like that we take all we Primarily take all good criticism, you know, and take it in stride to help improve the show, make it better. So, yeah, we do have testosterone, not estrogen. I'm yeah. not being as Texas and then, but it's a lot of guys around here that got estrogen. Yeah, that boy, like Meek Mill. Meek Mill. Yeah. <laughs> all right, man. So, let's see. Stuff. Look, couple things going on in the in the, in the game of hip hop um, this week. Uh, kicking off, we got uh, so Lupe um, posted something on social media about kind of like hint towards um, that he's working on the cool two. So pretty sure a lot of the fans are hype about that. I know a couple episodes back we was talking about him um, getting the laser album from fans and destroying it because he hated the album. So I guess just to kind of like I guess kind of get people that nostalgia feel. Kept the same name. Gonna drop a new album and call it the Cool Two. So you know, see how that how that works out. Can't wait to hear that. I'm telling you, man. Like Lupe's Food and Liquor and the Cool are my two favorite Lupe albums, and I can sit there and jam both of them front to back and do that for about like a week straight. Like seriously, I would make a Lupe MP3. And with just those two songs on it, I mean, two CDs on it, and have all that extra space left and just play that for like a week straight. <laughs> I mean, well, those are his, well, to to record, I mean, those are his two best albums. So, I mean, we understand why, you know. Hey, like, so real quick on this. Okay, so the albums with the sequels, you think that like that, you know, you think it's being overused nowadays because you got now you got, of course you got, okay, you got the cool too. Um, I think even Nas, I think we not since the last week about Nas dropping the news. It was a sequel to one of his original albums. Can't think of the name of it. Then you got like the documentary too. Of course you got the, you know, only know what card, what card are we on now? Five, four, quarter five. Mm, yeah, something like that. Yeah, no, so, he was supposed to drop the Carter Six. So, oh yeah, yeah, Carter Six, um, or whatever number on right now. I lost count. Um, you got then you had Jay with the blueprints, um, which I, I'm, you know, it's probably gonna be about time because let's see, Magna Carta was what last year? Yeah, no, so, Magna yeah, Carta before? was year before last. And it feel like it album was last year. That was, 20, that was twenty early twenty fourteen. Hey, well, you know, he dropped it in the summer though. 
He dropped because it, it was right around. It was right around the NBA. Because remember, the, the commercial dropped during the during the, during the uh, it was the playoffs or the finals. Well, middle of twenty fourteen, Aaron yeah, ran you know, through. Yeah, it was but, going uh, to, it was going into the summer. Well, but you know, like you still even before then. I mean, artists have been dropping sequels. You had BG with Chopper City, and then he came back with Chopper City in the Ghetto. Yeah. Then you had uh. I think um, who else? Still, Maddie was a sequel to Illmatic. Yeah, that's true. Just, then you had the Life and Times of Sean Carter, Volume One, Two, and Three. Yeah, well, Jay Z's yeah. been well. Jay Z's been uh, not I wouldn't say the word notorious, but he's been known to do you know album sequels. You know where and you got some. You know, you see some artists that come out with Volume One, you never see Volume Two, Three, Four, or Five, and they just drop out the face of the earth. The uh-huh. the Rough Rider compilation albums. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's really true. I mean, I guess it's it's easier to do a volume or series of albums instead of trying to come up with different names, especially if you're gonna stick to the same style. Now, if you switching up your style and you uh and your content is different, then I can understand changing your album name. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. like with Nas, he had Illmatic, and then his content kind of switched up with the second album, which I think was, uh, it was written. Yeah. And then the third album, Nostradamus, was more commercial, and then he went back to the style of Ill, uh, uh, Illmatic, so he went back and said Stillmatic, which makes it Illmatic Part 2. So, you know, I, I I I see how they do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, a, you know, I saw them starting to, I used to just start to see the trend. I'm like, you know, well, I haven't seen, well, one person I haven't seen, the T.I. hasn't done anything as far as in a, in a sequel. Um, Paper Trail was kind of supposed to be, but, like, a lot of the titles have, have changed up a lot. Um, but Jeezy did it. Yeah, well, G- yeah, Jeezy's still doing it pretty much. You know, yeah, yeah. He, he bounces. He kind of like every other album is, you know, the third motivation, third motivation album. So, um, but I think, like I also say about Jay Z, um, it's about to be time for another album, though. Um, wouldn't be wouldn't be surprised. I know we get probably get one twenty sixteen. I wouldn't. You know what? I would not. I would not. You know, not knock it if he called it the Blueprint Four. I would not. I really would not knock it. At all. Ain't he speaking of knocking? Ain't he knocking on fifty? He getting there. He getting up there. But you know, I mean, again, as I said about about Jay, if this boy truly has a ghostwriter, then he's 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 good. He's pretty much he's good. So, I mean, like seriously, like Jay Z didn't retire like six times. Yeah, he only retired one. Yeah, well, he only retired one time. That's because he got called down. He had to respond. So, um, but like real talk though, on the real though, um, I think he's like either at forty or a little bit over forty, one of the two. But at the same time, as long as he keep making decent music, then yeah, I mean, long as his his the thing is his 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 flow and everything, long as, and he evolved with the time, so his flow is staying relevant with the guy with the with the the artists that are out. So long as he can evolve that style to, to keep up with the times and I shoot, I don't care how old he is. Shoot. If he can get out there and he can make an album and it, you know, it's like what we, 
Well, we've been getting there. Hey, I ain't got no problems. So, so check this out, though. If Jay-Z has a ghostwriter, we're going to find out three years after he finished making music because that person is going to come out as an artist. Yeah, yeah, eventually. I mean, if it, you know, if that were to be, you know, the case, then yeah, that's true. So, yeah, no. Yeah. But all right. Um, this past weekend, um, the boy Fetty Wap uh, dropped his debut. Well, last, this past week, he dropped his debut album. But uh, he was back home and got into a really bad motorcycle accident. Um, Fetty Wap did. Um, I know he was in Saturday. It happened Saturday. And he was in, um, they say he was in uh, a critical condition or whatever. Haven't heard any, haven't heard any updates since then. I think it was like he got, I think he merged into a lane and there wasn't a, he didn't see there was a car there and the car just straight up just like, in a sense, I guess you could say I'm like side swiped him and took him out. So they say he was, he was hurt pretty bad. The jokes for this situation are just coming too easy. I can't even. I'm I, I'm afraid I'm gonna sign my permission slip to hell if I keep. <laughs> man, he has glaucoma. Leave him alone, man. He has one eye, and he didn't see a car coming in the other lane. <laughs> I, come, come on, like really? These jokes writing themselves. <laughs> I'm, like, man, I'm, I'm not even. Man. I'm not even gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. God, please. <laughs> Look, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave it alone. We're gonna go to. We're gonna go to the next topic. I just hope it wasn't on the side that you know that he has the glaucoma. I just hope. I just hope it was on the good side. You know, just he have on. And then I think I don't think, I don't think he had on a helmet either. So, um, but yeah, I just hope it's not on that side. It's already hard enough to him for to see what he gonna do with a visor. All right, I'll chill. But next topic, please. <laughs> Yo, you need to chill. <laughs> All right, man. Oh man, this just took a tragic. I'm just saying though, this took a tragic situation and just made it just so wrong. All right, um, I'm going. Got, um... <laughs> All right, man. We got the game. Um, the game announced uh, middle of the week. Uh, the document, documentary two is a double disc album. I'm a game fan, so I'm like super excited that I get the you know, I get basically I get two albums for the price of one. So uh, I'm gonna be really, I'm really geeked about that. Um, can't wait till October. Okay, uh, I got, I got a. I've been discussing with some of my friends, and a lot of other people have an issue with game and. These are from the people who are gang affiliated. They don't oh, because, like the fact. Oh, because of the because the CDs are one is a red bandana, and the blue bandana. Not exactly. What it shows is that from what they're gathering is we we really don't know the truth behind games gang affiliation. He once was a crib and now blood, and it, you know, um, <clears throat> a lot of people don't don't like that because. Cash Money did the same. I, I'm not going to say Cash Money. Uh, Lil Wayne and Baby did the same thing. When you look at Lil Wayne and Baby back in the earlier days of Cash Money, they wore a lot of blue, a lot of blue bandanas, and everything was on the right, which looked like they were GD affiliated, which BG wore a lot of blue bandanas and stuff and wore his flag on the right. 
But then as the popular blood culture started to spread, and it was made basically after Katrina when they um, went to Houston, that this all of a sudden they just started being blood. Like a lot of people that are really, really, really engulfed in that culture don't appreciate that from rap artists because what they feel like you're doing is you're taking what they see as their life and exploiting it, you know, for your benefit. Okay. So, all right. I mean, the same thing happened with Rick Ross. Yeah. Okay. Here's what I want to say about that. Now, this is not the Nagini, um, you know, no flat, you know, on the the rejects or anything like that um, when it comes to this particular situation. But, okay. Cali gang life is unlike anything in any other part of the country as much as they as other you know other states other locations try to duplicate it that is the in in california in, in la that is the realest of game like that is gonna that is gonna get that is the that is the true that is the true gangster and I want to even say, even recently, I want to say in L.A., they have a truce. So I, there's no, you know, that's probably that's more likely the reason why he can do that, because he's from Compton. And but, you know, with the with the other I'm not going with the other people who claim, you know, blood cripping and things outside of, outside of Cali, you can't really. You can't really jump on game because of that because he's he's in the heart of where a lot of this stuff a lot of where the blood and the crip gang life started and you know he more likely has respect of a lot of those you know old heads that are, that are there when it, when it comes to that type of thing so pretty sure he's not gonna do anything that's gonna you know give him heat or whatever so for ones outside of, of, of you know outside of Cali to, to feel some type of way about it, you really can't because they the they are the they are the epicenter of where, you know, where gang life started, you know when you when you think about it like man, it's like the Crips and the when you when you talk about the, the Crips and the Bloods, man, it's like that's where Cali is where it started. So you know, in a sense they almost got a pass. They can do what the heck they want to do. And they probably don't care if anybody outside of it gets mad or not. So that's just my that's just my take on the whole thing because I mean it's California is where you know Chris and Bloods originated so and you know not gonna say copycats or anything like that but those are like I feel like those are the when you talk about the gang life I feel they are the they are the originals they are the truest of the true despite how I feel like you know other locations try to duplicate that. In other in other locations, so I don't know. You know, I don't have a you know, not gang affiliated or anything like that. But you know, I just feel that game or any game Snoop, whoever they kind of had that right in a sense. And like I said, I'm pretty sure they got per se. Won't believe I say this in the same thing, but I'm pretty sure they probably got the blessing for that type of thing to go down for them to do that. So yeah, I feel you. You know, I'm just. I don't know, man. You know, it's just me growing up in that lifestyle until I got older. It's it's one of those situations where you're. It's just like if somebody tells you, 
you grew up in church and somebody tells you you're a Baptist and that you know how in, in religion, if you grew up Baptist and you go switch over and you become Muslim or atheist, then people look at you with the side eye. You see what I'm saying? You know, and, and like I said, me coming. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah, the, yeah the, it's, uh, excluding the probably the atheist part. Yeah, I get what you mean about. I get what you mean about that. I get get about that. Don't agree with it, but I get what you mean about that. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, I have no problem with what to do. He a grown man, you know. But I'm just saying, people in that lifestyle. I'm no longer in that lifestyle, but people in that lifestyle have a problem with it. And I mean, and and people, like I said, people. People jump ship all the time. I mean, to be honest, my OG told me that lifestyle wasn't for me, that he wanted me to go off, go to college, be successful, so I had to let it go. And, you know, in high school, we went to the same high school. You know, in high school, you never really saw me hanging out in my neighborhood. Right. And that was because I was told not to, so I wouldn't be influenced. Right. You know, so... I mean, some people, some people get that blessing, in which game may have gotten that blessing, you know. Right. But you know, if you don't know the truth behind it, then you feel a certain way. Yeah, which then, like I said, they probably not. I mean, because like I said, it's the he comes from. Then you say the word he comes from the epicenter of where it all started. So you know. I'm pretty sure that I know Game's attitude, you know. He don't, you know, he don't care. So yeah. he, do, he do what he want, you know, so. But all right, uh, we got, all right, so we got Dame Dash um, calls Lord Cohen a clown. Um, for those who don't know um, who he is, he's, um, right now he's currently the CEO of 300 Entertainment, label which um has Fetty Wap, Migos, and Young Thug. Um he's also a former president of Def Jam, uh, Island Def Jam wanted music. And just described for those who still probably may not know who he is. Um very tall Caucasian guy has like a kind of more like of a like a low cut um with gray hair and you'll know him when you see him because you saw he's you see him you see him everywhere when it came in association with dev jam so um but yeah dane dash calls calls him a clown um i know the interview going on it was another podcast i think it was rap radar's podcast um in relation to and they asked him you know what did he what did he think about what dame dash said and Basically, you know, Cohen was like, you know, you know, him calling him that doesn't really hold any weight. And, you know, I think Dame is still because I know you probably I'm pretty sure did uh, young. Did you see the the episode of The Breakfast Club with Dame Dash on it? Yeah, I did. Uh, and I still Dame think Dash he, is still salty. That's what I was. You took the words right out of my mouth. He is definitely salty. And you, come on now. If you're going to call anybody a clown, who was Rockefeller signed to? Def Jam. Jam. Yeah. And more than likely, if, I, if my if my timeline is correct, I think Cohen was the president at the time when Rockefeller was 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 bumping. And see, I look at I look at the fact that Dane 
the whole Rockefeller situation fell apart when Russell wanted to make Jay Z president of Def Jam. They ain't felt like that should have been him. True, true. Jay, Jay couldn't be the president of Def Jam and still do Rockefeller. You see what I'm saying? Right, and that was comfort. That was at the time when he was president for that, you know, that short stint of time. There was a lot of conflicts, right? Uh, as far as when it came to when it came to some artists at that during that time, people felt like you know you can't. People felt like Jay shouldn't have been an artist and a president and a president. Now, taking mind that you know Jay Z during that time span. You know, it gave music, you know, Rihanna and stuff like that, because that's during that time, that's when he, you know, that's when she came out. So, changed, you know, him finding her at that time doing that, you know, changed music a little bit. So, but yeah, with Dame, yeah, he's, he's, he's still welling over the, over the Rockefeller breakup, like and all these, all these years later. I can, and I, I, I see, I can understand. To a degree, you can understand understand Dane's resentment because he put Jay on. True, he I mean, invested his money into Jay. But who knows? I mean, yeah, I mean, okay, yeah, he could. I say, yeah, it looked like that he was the mastermind behind it. But who's to say that Jay wasn't really the mastermind? Because as you see, if this is this is my this is my take on with with that with Dame Dash and Jay. If someone is the mastermind or the brains behind the operation, when that person, when those two people split apart, one falls off. The one that doesn't, that, that, that doesn't, that wasn't pretty much the brains of that operation when it was going on. And as you can tell, and as you can see, Jay-Z is still Willing and dealing when it comes to you know rock with the Rock Nation deal with being a sports agent and all of this stuff, but but look who's the one that's fall that's fallen to the wayside. Well, over all, the, over all these years, he can't get any he can't get anything off the ground that he puts his hand on because if he if he was this you know this this mastermind of music. He would still be flourishing, and he wouldn't even be worried about being like, cause he's so, cause Dame Dash right now, he is so freaking negative. Every time somebody interviews him, he's like, he's, he's like so freaking. He's he has nothing positive to say to anybody or about anybody that he talks to. See, see, Dame is hurt. You know what I'm saying? Like he's a he's he's a bitter man. You know, and I'm not making excuses for Dame at all. He does have successful businesses in New York. He has a couple of car lots where he sells high-end cars, um, and he has other business ventures. He lost a lot in that breakup. I'm not going to lie. He lost right, a whole right, lot. Right. You know why? Because he's hungering for that spotlight, and he does not have it anymore. Yeah, he may have other side businesses, but that's not giving him the fame and the spotlight that that he used to have and some people man you know with fame you know people you know they get it's like fame is like a drug of itself and you've been on it for so long and then you lose it and you can't get it back come on man it's like somebody on somebody on crack cocaine and they you know they get off of it for a while and you know they fiending 
he he's fiending for fame. That's why he says anything that he almost says anything that comes to his mind at the time. Because yeah. he, because he wants to get a reaction because he know it's gonna it's gonna light the internet on fire. That's why he says out of line stuff all the time when it comes to anybody. Because he yeah. knows he knows it's gonna give him that, that little bit of fifteen minutes of fame that he needs just to feed his to feed his hunger for fame. Yeah, I mean but at the same time, a lot of the stuff when you really listen to Dane, a lot of the stuff he says makes a whole lot of sense. I'm not talking about insulting people. I'm talking about his his standpoint as being a man and a businessman. You see what I'm saying? When you look, Dame has like perfect business sense. He may not have a catalyst catalyst like Jay anymore to propel his business his business sense, but he has good business sense. That is true. Maybe he feel like the music game ain't for him no more, And but he's still knowing that because of his past, people still want to interview him and get his take on what the music game look like now. A lot of the older cats don't like what the game look like now. Just like the cats before them didn't look like how the game was when they were uh, in it. I mean, when they were doing it. I mean, it's a cycle that's going to continue to repeat itself. I mean, yeah, I mean, we can't, we can't just really fault Dame because it's going to always be somebody like Dame. Eventually when Diddy out the game, he going to come back and give his take on what he feel like the music game is at that time. And he's not going to like it more than likely. Yeah, I mean, of course, of course, anybody. I mean, should we feel that way about uh, about certain things? But it's just his. It's like it's like man. It's like whatever you and Jay feel out about, and because I'm just saying, like you even said, he even said something very sideways to Jay Z during that breakup that wouldn't allow him while they're not still friends or anything of that nature. It must have been something that really went down because you think, okay, these two two guys are really, really as close as they say they were, then. They would have, even if it came down to like, okay, we're going, we're going to dismantle rock, we're going to dismantle Rockefeller Records, and we're going to do something new. We're going to do Rock Nation. We're going to start managing artists and doing this, 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 this. If you know, evidently, either he didn't agree, or you know, sometimes people feel like, hey, man, we riding these waves, or why are we getting off? You know, it probably could have been, you know, could have been something of that nature. But here's the thing that I draw the parallel to, though, with, okay, we compare two uh, two guys, two rappers with management and label owners, per se, is in the mix. Okay, you got, you got Irv and Ja, and you got Dane and Jay. You know, some people probably say right now that's not a very fair comparison, but at the same time, these guys were like when it came to that period in Def Jam, they were they were it when it came to music. It was like everything they could they could pretty much touch anything, and it just blew up, and it was a hit, and it was always on the it was always on the radio on the top billboards. Irv Gotti and Ja Rule fell victim to one the Fifty Cent beef, and two this um. Felt felt uh, victim to the whole um, the label being drug funded um, and things of that nature, and they 
they fell off. They fell off. But guess what? When they come back and Jaws out of jail and everything, this guy comes on the Breakfast Club. Both of them are like all positive, and they fail probably. I probably said they probably fail harder than than any of them because they all because they both could have went away for they could have did a hard time for what you know for what they was involved in or whatever. But they come back. They come back all positive, not being negative. They could have easily. They could easily be. You know, of course, be you know trying to get back at fifty cent and trashing him and all of this, but they're not doing that. And with Dame Dash, you know, okay, you lost a friendship. You know, things broke up, but you had other things going on at the time that you could have kept doing. But evidently, that stuff fell through as well because Dip said, "No, nah, that stuff broke up," and you know, everything everything fell 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 apart for him. So, you know. I think the the Murder Inc. fall versus the Rock Nation breakup, the Rock the Rockefeller breakup, um, Murder Inc. breakup was a lot worse than the whole Rockefeller thing. I think he's just being me. I just think he's being overly negative and overly sensitive about it and, and things of that when when it, when it comes to that. I don't, I don't think I really don't think it's with somebody if you claim to say you have all this business knowledge, then do something about it. Go get another artist. Prove that you know you were the brains behind the whole thing, and get somebody that's to pit up against Jay Z if you if you if you feel that way. But guess what? How many years has passed since Rockefeller broke up? He ain't did it. Now he's just going around in the media just just bashing everybody. So you know whatever. Now, well, I just read an article um, while you were speaking, talking about the Rockefeller breakup, which happened because. Def Jam bought fifty percent of Rockefeller when Jay Z became president and CEO of Def Jam, and then because Dame didn't want Jay <clears throat> running the company, they sold their their half of Rockefeller to Def Jam, making um, Jay Z the complete owner. A Rockefeller since it was under Def Jam, so d- then Jay Z owned all his masters. So what? What? What if to make a long story short? What if it boiled down to it's money? Yeah, Jay Z since Jay Z <clears throat> owned his masters and everything. Now that Dame Jet, because Dame Dad started Rockefeller in '95, right? So every album that Jay Z was. That Jay Z put out under Rockefeller since he owned his masters now because Def Jam bought on um, Rockefeller. They cut Dame Dash out of getting his cut of what he should have been getting. Right. You see what I'm saying? So I'm, it's basically the same thing that's going on with Cash Money. You're not paying me, you know, baby. As long as baby owns Lil Wayne's masters. Baby gonna always get paid. You see what I'm saying? Right. So the fact that Dame ain't getting because Dame owned the percentage of Jay Z's masters, and when they completely bought it out, Jay Z, I mean Dame ain't getting paid no more. Yeah, basically got the, basically got the rug snatched out from under him, pretty much. Basically. So you know, like I said, he just bitter. He hurt. He felt like him and Jay was boys and. You know, they, they came into the game together and they, you know, and he felt like Jay wasn't loyal. 
Put it that way. And you know how you hear about the New York niggas, how they talk about loyalty. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> that's very true. All right, man. <clears throat> Enough about negative dame. Um, got the boy Bow Wow signs to Diddy. <clears throat> well, signs to Bad Boy, pretty much. Um, I want to see how this how this relationship is going to work out. Because, <clears throat> of course, you know, couple, I want to say a couple months back, I want to say probably last year, he asked to be released from from his cash money uh, from his cash money deal, which was a very good move, I would say. Um, he probably be going to do the same thing Wayne going through if he, you know, decided to put out any content and probably going to never get to see the money for it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, that was a good move by him. Um, but I know the reason why he said he left Cash money was really due to him wanting to spend more time with his daughter because, you know, being on the road as an artist. I know a lot of people say like, oh, you know, because he was trying to do the whole 106 in Parkland, which he was spending a lot of his time doing it. And plus he does, this, you know, he does the CSI Cyber now as well. Um, maybe he just wanted to, you know, get with Bad Boy and, you know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Hopefully, he'll crank out a project on on this label because he didn't. He didn't. He only dropped mixtapes when he was on Cash Money. So, all right, with this situation, I I know you told me to go listen to some of Bow Wow mixtapes. Yeah, Green Light, Green Light Four is the truth. I still, still stand get, I still stand behind it. Still haven't gotten around to doing it. It's just not on my top list of things to do because I'm it's okay. Bow Wow. All right, check this out. I wish I, I I hope that Diddy can do with him what's been done. Make matter of fact, make him better than French Montana. Simply because I really don't care for French Montana in the first place, but I mean Bow Wow, if he can come out with some decent music, there's not doesn't that doesn't sound trendy? Without it doesn't sound like French Montana's music. I make and give it a listen to. It, you feel me? Well, like French, well, French Montana, you know a lot of his stuff, man. That boy, I think that boy be like hungry when he be making albums because I think his new album that he's about to come out with is called Mac and Cheese. Like, kid you not, I'm not making this up. I think it's called Mac and Cheese. I'm finna hit this nigga in the face with the Quran. <laughs> I, I really think no. I no. I'm I'm, I'm pretty calm, I'm pretty sure about that. I think that's what it's called. Can I kick his ass all the way back to Istanbul? <sighs> that boy's Moroccan, so getting back to Morocco, what you can do. They all they they all the same. <laughs> they look at just like they think we all the same. They all the same. He brown skin and he go. He make that sound when he get. Crunk when they sound like they saying la 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 la. Yeah, he look like a terrorist. No, not not the same people. Now, come on, young. <laughs> not the same. Not 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 the same. Not at I all. I bet he. I bet he get. I bet he get checked harder than anybody at the airport security. Man, French could probably pass as a, as a light skinned black brother. That's what a lot of people thought he would before we came out and said he's Moroccan. Everybody thought he was. Everybody thought he was light skinned brother. And you got some white. You got some white. 
you got some white people with a tan that can almost pass for a light skinned white. All thing you gotta do is get a haircut with a fade, throw a fitty cap on and some chains. No, of course, yeah. I mean, you know, that's the I mean, that's that is that's that's our hairstyle. I mean, come on now. You get a you get a Caesar, you get a face shoot. I mean, if you look even a little bit, you know, mixed, you can pass as, you know, light skinned brother, so but but yeah. But no, you can pass for being mixed. Yeah, I I get that a whole lot. Especially where I'm at right now. I get passed like a I get people thinking I'm Dominican and stuff like that. So I you know, I get that. Um but yeah, no, nah, with back on the bow thing. No, you know, let's see. I'll just let's sit back and see see what happens with this. Um see, see what see what goes down. Hopefully drops a project, you know. Hey make Bow. It, make, make it work as well. Bow. I'm, I'm gonna ask you to do this for me. Just go ahead, drop the Bow Wow name because you're a grown man now. Come out as your your real name. I think he, your you know what? You know that. You know now that you say that, I think he should do that though. Like honestly, um, I think he should just go by his first name. Yeah, and, and just just go by. I really like. I really do. I think that that name is. You know, I know he dropped a little just to you know try to you know try to make it sound a little bit more appropriate, but I really think he should just, you know, put out you something, guys, put out some type of press release or something. I mean, it wouldn't be any different because look who, look who he signed to. This dude didn't change his name about five times. Yeah. I mean, Somebody. even Nick Young just did that. You know, Nick Young, he, when he first got in the league as a youngster, he wanted everybody to call him Swaggy P. Now he just put out a press release saying, you know, no longer call me Swaggy P. My name is Nicholas. So, you know, call him Nicholas. And you know, when you grow up, you you tend to do that like 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 me. I mean, even though y'all have always called me by my first name, the the only reason I'm using kind of like my rap name on this is because my first name is just too long and all yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, and my name, so, my name gets totally butchered. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so you know, I mean, it, it's it's nice to have an alias, and using your real name on the radio really ain't cool. You know, I mean, you got Charlemagne the God, DJ Envy. You know, that shit just sound cool. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. And, uh, yeah, yeah, that's very true. Yeah, so you know, just having a cool nickname on the radio is cool, but I mean. Like I feel like he should do that because you're not 12 years old anymore. Just come out, and I think his first name is like Shy or yeah, yeah Shot. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it sounds decent, you know. Shy Moss sound like a freaking football player. To be honest, you. Yeah, your name Shy Moss. You know, or you just come out and call yourself Moss. Yep. Drop an album called Mossified. Put Randy. Put uh. Randy Moss on the on the song and let him talk or something. Do something like that, man. You know, you gotta think, my think, little homie. <laughs> That's funny. All right, man. So um let's get into um let's talk about um so every year um Forbes magazine uh compiles a list of you know the biggest cash earners in the hip hop game. And we're gonna kind of like go down there. We're gonna compare last year to last year to this year's list. Uh, we're gonna talk about you know what these guys are making um, compared to, to from last year to this year, 
And from the look of the list, man, the list is like freaking night and day compared to compared to last year. It's like last year, Bulls was making money. It make it look like now. It's like, ah, you know, we doing all right. So I would be glad to have any of these amounts of money that these that's on this list, but I'm just saying. So uh we got okay, let's go for the twenty fifteen list. Okay, so we got we got number one. We got for this year Diddy's number one. Uh, we're making sixty mil. We got Jay Jay Z right behind him with fifty six. Uh, Drake is up there, and he been making hella moves. So I'm figuring he was gonna eventually make his way into this group eventually. Um, thirty nine point five mil. We got the boy Dr. Dre with thirty three. For real with thirty two. Uh, Eminem with thirty one. Got Kanye Tudor with twenty two. Uh, Wiz Khalifa with 21, Nikki with 21, Birdman 18, Pitbull with 17, Wayne with 15, uh, K-Dot, Kendra Lamar with 12, J. Cole with 11, Snoop with 10, Rose with 9, Tech 9 with 8.5, Luda with 8, T.I. with 6, and Macklemore with 5.5. Which- okay. I don't feel Macklemore should be on this list. I'm just saying I don't feel the hip hop, but that's just me. And we can keep going. <clears throat> okay, check this out. Understand Diddy. Understand Jay. How the hell your artist that signed to you and you also an artist making more money than you? Drake should no longer be a part of Young Money. Drake should just go ahead with his own level OVO, the the six, whatever he gonna call it and do his own thing. If you surpassing the man that you're assigned to, you're yes. surpassing, you're making more money than him in, in a year now, then you no longer should be that artist. Yeah, Drake passed, like, everybody that's, I say... The same the thing goes for Nicki. Yeah, it's true. Nicki... Yeah, Nicki beat out Birdman and Wayne. Where <laughs> Dr. Dre, Dr. Dre and Eminem make sense. Dre signed Eminem. <laughs> of course, he's pocketing extra money from you know from what Eminem does. Of course, so. exactly. I'm looking at this list. I see Luda ain't really put out no music, and he got eight million, which makes sense. He's probably making money that's off his movie. He making money off his movies and his restaurant. Yeah, that's movie. That's, and, movie. Yeah, that's movie money, restaurant money, and, you and know, he's still yeah. getting money. Yeah, oh, and his residuals. Yeah, same thing with Tilt. Kendrick and Kendrick and J. Cole makes sense. They're still sophomore artists. They're not seen as seasoned artists yet. Here's a, here's a, here's one that's on the list that, you know, that well, he's on the list. He's been on the list. He moved up a spot from the from twenty fourteen, which is uh which is Tech Nine. Tech Nine, okay, out of all of these artists, let me see, make sure I'm not make sure I won't miss misquote myself on this. I want to say out of everybody that's on here, everybody on this list is signed to a major except one person. And that is Tech Nine. He is independent, making $8.5 million. He is not signed to a major at all. So I got to give the boy Tech kudos on that one. Yeah. 
because to be pulling in 8.5 and he tours like crazy. So I'm pretty sure most of that, most of that money is, you know, tour money. Cause especially if you, if you indie and you touring a lot, that's straight, you know, tour money is straight pocket. So uh, I want to say something about touring. And this goes out to all these artists. Just because you hit New Orleans, just because you hit Atlanta, and just because you hit Houston and maybe a couple of cities, Orlando and Miami, doesn't mean you toured the South. You still got Arkansas. You still got Tennessee. You still got Alabama, and you still got Mississippi. We buy y'all music, too. So why can't we get a show? Yeah, who you who you uh who you relating that to, man? Who who um uh, who claim they two in the south but they ain't really two in the south? What I'm saying is that goes out to all artists who do shows. When they say well, they doing a show down south, just because you do Atlanta, Houston, Dallas, you got fans all over this place. Just because you say you do touring the West Coast, that don't mean just California. Yeah, that's true. The East Coast doesn't mean just New York, Philadelphia, and place. You still got other places, and a lot of people who buy your music can't afford to drive 12 and 15 hours just to try to see you live in person and then have to pay two, $300 for a ticket to get in. And then sometimes you don't even perform all your songs. Come on, man. They, they, like that's, that's the main thing. That's the main problem. I have with artists nowadays, you know, when they're touring, you, you gloss over the people who really buy your music, the people who really want to see you. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah, touring is, in, in, you know, in some, in some instances, you know, certain artists only tour in certain regions and or particular cities. I know Eminem, like, I know Eminem did that for quite some time. He never did any concerts or anything in the South at all, ever. And he did that one show in Austin, and that's the only time he's ever done a show in the South. I mean, you know, back in the day, artists wouldn't even touch the South until we start jumping. You know, and even now, nowadays, even artists from the South don't even go through all the Southern states. They too busy running to New York and Los Angeles. I mean, I know there's more people in those regions, but we still buy y'all music too. If it wasn't for us, y'all wouldn't get put on. Those millions, the reason you're on the Forbes list is because of the people who put you on. You didn't put yourself on, we put you on. Right. True that, true that, true that. Um, but let's see. Um, okay. So let's see what else we got. Um... Boy Pitbull making international money. That's what that's that. That's that commercial. I respect that. I can that's respect that. That's that. That boy came out. Uh, Pit came a long way. That's that man. That's, that's that. that. Um, he um, what is called? You just said that the last episode. What Lil Jon them doing now? Oh, uh, uh, EDM. EDM Pitbull. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that boy is doing it. Can't can't be mad at that. Um, I know people probably try to say, you know, people follow from Miami and stuff like that. Probably may feel like he sold out, but 
no, nah, I'm glad he, you know, I think that was the only way he was going, you know, continue to do what he does. So, um, See, when he was signed to Lil John, them, they had him confined to doing kind of like gangster music, and that wasn't what his heart was. Yeah, doing that, you know, doing, doing Floyd Rattle, that's the roots of where he came from. So, but, you know, it's all about that, you know, these days it's all about that crossover. So. Yeah, I mean, and Pitbull, his music still sounds good. I mean, I like it. Honestly, it's good party music, and you can honestly play his music at a kid's party. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And you, you know, um, yeah, that's a win to begin with when you can really play it and play it in front of anybody. You don't feel like you have to turn it down or kind of like you know, in a sense, try to censor the music yourself because you know you know, a particular full letter word is about to come up and stuff like that, so. Yeah, and then it, it, it make girls want to strip, so. Man. You winning, my dude. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's compare lists from um, from 2015, 2015 to 2014. Um, number one from last year was Dre with $620 uh, Dr. Dre this year was at number four, dropped down to number four to thirty. Three, and people probably like, man, what happened? Um, he did, Apple did buy Beats last year, so that's where probably the bulk of that, bulk of that change came from. Um, got the boy Jay at 60, gained, a, gained about four, you know, gained about four extra million, still holding on to number two. Um, Diddy last year was number three, um, still Made the same amount of money he made last year that he made this year. So no change there. Uh Drake was at thirty-three million. He gained gained a little bit extra um going into this year. Uh Macklemore had a significant drop in money. They and went you know why? Because they dropped the album last year, they didn't drop the album this year. Yep, it did a lot of people realize. The production on that album last year, I got to give it to him. The production was spectacular. The rhyming, he can rhyme, but I don't see that. I'm like you, I don't see it as rap. When he first came out, a lot of people thought it was rap, but I really don't. And then when they got the content of that album, a lot of people fell off with it. Yeah. Because, you know, they were supporting... Gay marriage and all that, and a lot. Uh, these aren't my views, but a lot of people feel like, you know, they can't support that because of their religious beliefs and all of that. So, you know, that may have contributed to this drop in their sales. Yeah, it's a very significant drop off from 32 million last year to 5.5 million. That was like, that's a whole, what? Man, that's about. That's 20. 27 million. million. Yeah. 27 million dropout. That's a ouch. Um, got, let's see, last year after them, Kanye did 30. Um, this year did 22. He spent uh, 8 million on those slave clothes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I don't, you know, I, how can I say this? You know, I'm still waiting for a, I'm still waiting for, okay, these artists with these clothing lines, man, I'm still waiting for artists to come out with a line of clothing 
that's one truly affordable for the middle class person and two that's not so because man you ain't never lying about the, the Kanye the Kanye West the Kanye West fashion, Kanye West fashion. he's doing like yes they man do they look like slave clothes that's like straight up I think Sean John I think Sean John is middle class affordable yeah, they probably they, they some they, yeah. I was saying a uh, cool. Sometimes, sometimes them jeans on Sean John be a little bit too, little bit too much for the pocket sometimes. But yeah, know. but compared to like his suits, compared to a Michael Kors suit, I go buy a Sean John suit compared to a Michael Kors suit. Oh, I'd rather right. go pay eight hundred dollars for a complete suit than three thousand. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I take that any day, any day. Um, but yeah, man, yeah, it's yeah, it's clothes are like uh, that's why I don't. That's one thing I don't really understand about um the fashion industry. I like you know fashion when it comes to like you know suits and stuff like that. But like a lot of the stuff that these designers come out with and they do in these fashion shows, and you see, it's like nobody. That's not gonna be in a store. Nobody's gonna buy that. So why even you know showcase it? Right. You know? And nobody's gonna ever be able to afford that piece. That piece that you're showing in the, showing in a fashion show, like show some stuff that that you know that somebody can wear on a, on an everyday daily basis. I never ever got that about when it comes to fashion. I mean, it's yeah, it's cool and it's creative. It's cool that you know it's cool to show it off. I mean, it can it can be a, a exhibition fashion show. It's just clothing that you probably ain't gonna be able to ever ever in your life to be able to be able to afford. But but then also you know do the shows where it's like, okay, people see this like, oh, I can actually go go get that. And buy that. Yeah. yeah it is like, like Kanye Fashion Live is like he did the costume design for the remake of Roots or something. Get like, that right. I was like, what was he smoking when he was like, now nah, this is what I'm going to put out. We ain't going to talk about them Yeezys. I ain't still ain't got those. Why, why, why his shoes cost so much? He why don't his, play ball. Why his shoes look like they do? Is the question? Is the main question? Like my thing, like like why, Kanye? You need to go back to your college dropout self. Man, that's like us wishing to get Wayne to go back to the Carter, but that's almost feeling like a pipe dream now. I mean, he's kind of close to he. He's kind of he's kind of there. Um, example all day was a good example of him kind of like tapping back into that that lyrical beast Kanye and not the crazy Kanye West so right I really hope that when he does announce an album when he does come out with an album that it's that is like okay since we talked about you know albums with sequels that would be one that I would people would man, he would sell so many records if he were to do like I don't know, shoot, he got college dropout man, call him a grad school, I don't care. Um I mean can, what it did, was college dropout, late registration, mm-hmm. and after that they just stopped referring to school. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I was like, dude, just say just go to grad school. Yeah, he can go to grad school. He can go to college graduation, whatever. Um, wait a minute, didn't he have a... Wait a minute. 
Oh, he had a skit on the CD called Graduation. Yeah. But yeah, okay. yeah, but you know, he can, he's one artist that like, man, if you were to drop anything that's in association with a sequel to those to those albums, it and is, be on those topics, I mean and, and, and make it sound like those albums, oh he'll go God. he'll go triple diamond. Cause that's oh. what people want, the old Kanye. Yeah, man. Oh my god, I was man, you just don't know. I was, don't wear them don't wear them uh lucky charms on your feet though. <laughs> Those shoes look like they belong in cereal. <laughs> yeah, or that plantation clothing line we got. So, um, but yeah, and man, we, I ain't seen him in none yet. No, no, I've, I've seen some pictures of shoes. He been making Kim wear it, so I'm pretty sure. Jesus. No, no, hold on, change that. Kim been looking like Ric Flair every time. Wait, every time I see her with the freaking robes she be wearing lately. Woo! But anyway. Uh, back to the back to the list at hand. Uh, okay, all right. So last year, number seven, Birdman was at twenty four mil. Um, drop, he took a significant drop in twenty fifteen to eighteen million. Uh, we had Little Wayne last year was right up under him at twenty twenty three. Wayne has dropped down to fifteen. Uh, we got for real. Uh, did twenty two last year. Um, this year he gained a whole ten mil. That's that happy. That's that happy money. What that is? Um, that's that production money. Mm-hmm. Oh, speaking of for real, um, something I didn't write down in the notes or anything like that. But for real, did say that there will possibly be a another NRD album, and I'm so happy when I heard that. Seriously? So, yes. So I, look. I ain't trying to wait to 2019 for that album. Yeah, I know. Man, I don't think for real gonna do it like Drake did. You know, we ain't gonna, we ain't gonna be waiting ten years for an album. Um, shoot, the album, shoot, waiting on another Outkast album is getting like that now. But you know, Big I'm Boy. Still- speaking of Outkast, Big Boy just recently did an interview. Yeah, he actually um, dropped. He actually dropped the album with. Um, I'll, well, I'll get to it in the drop uh, after we get after we get past the the Forbes deal, and I'll, I'll, I'll give the name of the album. I just can't remember it off the top of my head, but go ahead. Yeah, he uh, basically stated that they're still dealing with trying to put out an album without getting sued because you know Arista owns their name Outcast. Oh really? And yeah, you know, and that was when they left Arista when their contract was up or whatnot. That was one of the things that uh they were falling out about with the label because the label felt like they uh, it owns their names, Outcast, Big Boy, Andre Three Thousand. Man, they need to let that go because if that was holding up an album, man, they need to let that go for it be some for some for the for the internet and the fans and give them a real issue that they don't want. Because basically, <laughs> they can come out as I really I, I be forgetting Big Boy real name, but uh, come out as Andre Benjamin, and uh, like I said, I forget Big Boy's real name. They both and, name that both name is like Andre. I want to say something like that. Yeah, something. but anyway, come out with y'all regular names. Y'all been in the game long enough. What people know, y'all, it was that music we've been wanting exactly. We will recognize it. So, uh, okay, we got Eminem was at number 10 last year with 18 mil, 
Uh, this year he was at went up to thirty one. Uh, that's kind of crazy considering that he dropped the album last year and now didn't have an album this year, but he had an album last year. So uh, that's production, also. You know, you know, Eminem produces and ghost rights for a lot of people. So yeah, that's true. Uh, we had Nikki at number eleven with fourteen. 21, she got 21 mil. That's that pink print money. Touring. A lot of it. And a lot of touring. Um, Wiz Khalifa, no surprise. Uh, 13 mil last year, jumped up to 21.5. Uh, yep. Pitbull, 12 last year. Uh, he was at number 13 spot. This year he's at number 11 with 17 mil. Snoop last year had 10 on the number 14 spot at 10 mil. And didn't really change anything too much. Ten mil, um, same, really, literally same spot. So he's doing the same. Hey. He's been doing doing the same thing. How much you think Snoop spent on weed a year? Man, who knows? He does it habitually. Oh, you you know it. You know it. He actually is uh, doing a website uh, called uh, dot com. Uh, it's not what you think it is. It's not way where you place where you can buy weed. It's really basically, it's a actually going to be an educational website on the benefits of of marijuana, pretty much. You know what though? I like his, his I like his uh TV station though. Oh, uh, I like his it? show GN. Is it GNN or something like that? Something like that, yeah. But I like it though. I mean, I like his little show that he does. When he have guests and stuff on, I mean, it's like I don't smoke weed, uh, nothing like that. But they all go on there, they smoking weed, and I mean, they having casual conversation, and they be talking about some real stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I mean, right. shouts out to Snoop. Uh, so we got Kendrick Lamar, uh, so it's number 15 spot last year with 9 mil. This year, 12 mil at the spot, number 13 spot. Ludacris, uh, didn't no change there. And actually, it was last year, it was like a four-way tie between Ludacris, Tech 9, Swiss Beats, and 50 Cent for at 8 million. Um, Tech 9 gained half a mil um, going into this year from that. Um, of course, 50 is not on the list of this year because he filed bankruptcy. Um, which I still find that you know, that he was trying, trying to protect his money from Rick Ross' baby mama. Um, yep, we know that's we know that's the truth. Um, hey, I saw yeah. the video. Mm, I mean, I've seen Rick Ross' baby mama, I don't. Really, I don't. You know what? I seen her, but I don't even remember what she looks like. No, I saw the video. What I'm saying? Oh, the oh the video. Okay, yeah, the video when they on the couch mm-hmm. and he, yeah. But uh, we gonna keep this podcast PG thirteen. All right, and we roll on. Um, then we got on uh, for 2014. We had a. What it looks like is a five-way tie for seven million, which was Rick Ross, J. Cole, DJ Khaled, Lil Jon, and Mac Miller, which only one from that five-way that made it to this year was J. Cole and Rick Ross. 2014, so. Forest Hill Drive. Yep. 
And then J. Cole did eleven mil, so he jumped up about jumped up about four and then Rose gained an additional uh two mil on that part though. So that rounds out the the list for uh, just comparing the 2014 list to the 2015 list. Um, as I said before in the past, I, with the whole Birdman thing, I hope he continues to drop off this list every single year until he's non-existent and not nowhere in the top 20. And I'm talking about Birdman. Because yeah. specifically how he treats people and how he doesn't doesn't pay people. So, hey, so check this out, Royce. I say in about two years or so, they gonna do the Forbes list top podcast show on earners. We gotta get our fans to help us get up on the top. <laughs> hey man, shoot, we gotta shoot. I want what I really want us to be, you know. Hey, because when they be, you know, be nominated, or maybe you know, what would be a good thing it would be is to get podcasts into, um, just like you know, music award shows or just anything like like a like a category for, for, you know, hip hop podcasts or anything like that. That'd be pretty cool. Pretty yeah. Cool to, it'd be pretty cool to get. So yeah. I don't mind going to California to, to LA to receive a trophy. Hey, me neither. So I, the, the only problem is who, how are we going to keep it at? Hey man, look, we'll have shifts. Okay. When you keep it six months, I keep it six months. <laughs> All right, we gonna go on to the next topic. All right, man. So we got got the top five albums on the Billboard. Uh, we got uh, the boy Future, DS2, holding on to number five from last week. Uh, Travis Scott's Rodeo dropped down from number one spot to number four. We got the boy Dr. Dre holding the number three spot strong with Compton. TIP's The Nick debuted at. Debuted at number three. Uh, well, no, it debuted at number. No, it debuted at number two. Uh, so it's the, showed up on the charts. It's crazy that an that EP showed up. It only had six songs when it showed up on the on the top albums. Uh, you got J Rock with uh, nine hundred fifty nine. His album debuted at number one. Um, since last week, uh, list been changing up pretty drastically every week. It's been. Dre is only Dre's on Dre and Future have only been the only constant in this in this list um so far. And really Future's been the main constant for for a long for this past man, I wanna say almost since this show started. Yeah. Um, so we'll see what happens. See what happens next week. Um, I got a I got a hypothetical question for you. What's up? What do you think is gonna happen? When Nelly drops Mo. Okay, so first off, we've been waiting for Mo for it's getting it's getting very detox like as long as we've been waiting for Mo. I mean he dropped the single off of it, the fix, the song the fix. Yeah, but And I kinda like it. I know Well you know what he did? He did he did Mo as a mixtape too, so you know he could yeah. he could have just been. Now he's doing Mo the album, and we'll see. Um, I mean, I, I miss just, I, I kind of like Miss Nelly music. You know, the last album he did, like I keep on referring uh, referring Brass, to the Brass Knuckles was a very. I have I still go back to listen to. Um, I won't. 
think that was an album. After Brass Knuckles, probably one you were referring to, Young. But before that, uh, Brass Knuckles was was really good. And that's um, Stepped on My Jays is on that. It's on Brass Knuckles. Um, that's probably the last last relevant album that I know he's come out with. Brass Knuckles. Brass Knuckles was really good. I wish I can see. You know what I would like to see, and I know some of them. I know they, you know, some of them fell out with, of course, uh, the Saint Lunatic's mascot. But I would like to see Nelly do a. I think with Nelly, what really makes Nelly Nelly is him being by himself. Is I kind of think kind of like not what we want to see. Yeah. We want to see him because he's always had his, his the same lunatics with him, and that's what we've always been used to throughout his career. I think him, say for example, getting the band back together and what having mean? and having his boys with him, them rocking, you know, St. Louis jerseys and just doing whatever song that he feels he want to drop as a single would probably would really probably do it for him. Because I could stand to hear Murphy Lee again. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Like yeah. out of that group, it was Nelly and Murphy Lee that really when Nelly and Murphy Lee did a song together, they they couldn't go wrong. Yeah, it's true. Uh, Murphy Lee always went hard. They the reason Air Force Ones went from being fifty dollars to over a hundred now. Very true. That but it's all Nelly's fault. Um all right, man. So we got um Another new segment in the show called The Drop. Uh, the Drop will primarily will be highlighting um, primarily just new music, you know, that, that's come out, uh, things of that nature, just to keep you guys aware of what's, what's dropping. I know, you know, typically uh, being a music fan myself, we typically only watch what we typically only pay attention to our favorite artists when they drop something and kind of, you know, typically try to ignore everything else or really don't try to look for it. Uh, so we got um, Casey Veggies with Live and Grow, his debut album. He's an artist out of L.A. Um, he signed to Epic Records. His debut album dropped this past week. Um, album I was mentioning earlier with Big Boy. Big Boy did a album with a – I don't know if this is a group because when I look at the photo for this particular album, it's a male and a female, and they're called uh, Phanogram, and it's called Big Gram. It's an EP, so nothing – not, not a full-length album, but primarily just a, just a short EP, so probably no more than maybe like, you know, six or seven songs or anything like that. And what it looks like, from the look of the album, it looks like Big Boy did the uh, did the Nas Barkley thing with this particular artist, so sounds like a thing like, you know, like CeeLo did with oh, a couple of years back, so don't get up in arms, Outkast fans. He ain't, he ain't trying to form a new group with somebody else, so no worries. Hey. Yeah, I think it's just like a Nas Barkley thing. To be honest. Thank you for bringing that up because I had an album and I've been looking for something new to put, different to play in my car uh-huh. <laughs> with Nas Barkley. Uh-huh. And I like I like them with CeeLo, so I'm thinking I'm gonna put that in my car. Cool. We got the boy, uh, boy Paul Wall with a new album called Slab God. Um, Features Snoop, Currency, Devin the Dude, Burner, Trade of Truth, the Kiki, uh, Scotty ATL, Propane, Less, and some more artists on there. Um, got about 17 tracks on there. Um, I don't know, man. You know, I know 
since the grills. Um, I don't know, man. It's like I respect Paul Wall. You know, I always would like to see still waiting on my um, Paul Wall and Camina album, but you know. Yeah, our boy busy in the corporate world now, though. Yeah, you know he can still pop out one more, just yeah. for the just pop out one for the road. So, um, but I yeah, think... go ahead. No, go ahead. Good. I think Paul Wall got too many features on this album. I really do. I I feel like it's more. Uh, I just need to get something out there. And I want to propel. It's like one of the albums where he just, he trying to do some favors. Like, he trying to help promote some other artists. Like, Burner, uh, Scotty ATL, Propane, Les, and, <coughs> and some of the other artists that aren't mentioned. <coughs> and, you know, they're just him being, you know, a veteran in the game. Yeah. Because I really... I haven't even heard a single off this album or anything, so and you probably won't just because probably won't. And I'm I'm in Texas and I haven't heard <laughs> heard a heard a single off of it. So, and they always play any Texas artists around here. That's primarily all they play on the main radio station. I haven't even heard one. Uh, all right, and then we got Fetty Wap with several his self titled album, Fetty Wap, uh, his debut album. I have not had a chance to take a listen to it, but we will see and we'll see what he ends up and see if he, see if Fetty ends up on the top five and if he can live up to all the hype of all his singles that are just tearing up the charts right now. So, we'll see what happens. He probably gave, he probably intentionally had an accident to get sympathy sales. Hey man, you know, man, I don't, man, I would not want to even think somebody would do something that crazy to uh, put themselves in in harm's way to for some sympathy sales. And like you trying to you trying to do a Frank Ocean man? Trying to drop the album, then come out, come out. Well, no, he came out and then then dropped the album. Um, he was like, I already got one eye that's been helping me. How about if I break a bone? <laughs> yeah, you crazy man. <laughs> just just don't go back to the. The, the peripheral vision jokes, okay? Just just refrain from this until we end this show, okay? I just don't. I promise. Okay. Left hand to God. All right. Okay. Let's let's get let's get to my last dollar. <laughs> Yo, this week on my last dollar, I had the opportunity of listening to the Drake and Future mixtape, What a Time to Be Alive. And I listened to Mac Miller Good AM. Um Y'all know how over the the whole span of these episodes, how I feel about Future. I gotta say, I love the mixtape. I love it. Okay. Mainly because of Drake. Okay. But that as long as Future on the hook and got one verse in the song, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. You know what I'm saying? I can I deal with one verse. I definitely got to check it out. I have, still haven't had a chance to get my... I've been listening to so much other stuff, man. I'm still... Like, i still been jamming, like... Um, still jamming the new Andamino. I'm listening to... Um, 
to Dizzle, which is another cat out of St. Louis that, that goes hard, um, listens to Reconcile, which is out of Houston. Um, so I got to definitely get around to that. Uh, okay. Now, Mac Miller, good AM. It's okay. Mac Miller is a goofy little white boy. I got to get he, 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 He's extremely goofy because I've, I've watched some episodes of his reality TV show. He's, he's, yeah. definitely, he's definitely there. Um, I mean, he got some he, good songs. Yeah, he got he got some he got some flow on that. That's I can give him I can give him that. He gets that for me all day. He got flow. Now you ain't beating little Dicky Mac Miller. <laughs> <laughs> like to rank the white rappers now. There's Eminem, Lil Dicky. Yeah, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, wait, 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 wait. So you skipped over Yellow Wolf. Machine Gun Kelly. Yep, because I was going to put them ahead of Mac Miller. Logic. Yep. G Easy. Yep. Um, can we put Bubba Sparks in this? You know, he hasn't had anything out in years? No. Talking about rappers that are rapping now. Hey, man, but he white and he used to rap. No, we talking about music you can go on and and get right now. Oh, okay, okay, sorry. We talking about relevant white rappers. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. there's Eminem. Then way down the list, there's Lil Dicky. Then there's Machine Gun Kelly. Then there's Yellow Wolf. Then there's Mac Miller. And then below Mac Miller, there's just whoever else coming up. I put Eminem and Yellow Wolf at number one and number two. That's just me. Cause I really like Yellow Wolf, but yeah. Have you heard? Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Have you heard Trump music, which is his first, which is Yellow's first album? I didn't hear the whole thing. Um, I heard some songs off of it. Um, I like Yellow Wolf flow. I like the fact that he's, you know, has that Midwest tongue twisting style. Um, I like I like his content. But I like Lil Dicky more because Lil Dicky is just being himself. Okay, I get it. I get it. Get, get, get points for that one. He uh, he he came into the game. He's like, I'm gonna do it different. I'm not gonna try to be like everybody else. I'm not gonna rap like about stuff about everybody else. So you know, I respect it. I mean, he basically the anti Eminem, which is Eminem came in. And he was himself. He was. He came in and he did it his way, but it was almost in a negative way. And and you got little Dicky coming in. I'm gonna be myself, but he doing it in a positive way. The music is different, but the style the same. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Okay. Get it. Get it. Get it. All right. So we got this week. On the hip hop legend spotlight, we got none other than I think, and I think you know the listeners out there would probably more likely agree. Um, the greatest females MC of all time, Missy Elliott. I give her that. I give her that. Yep. So. Um, with Missy Elliott, um, just to give you guys a brief background, um, Missy came active 
91. Uh, she started out in a girls group called Phase. She got, you know, um, kind of like to give you guys a little hindsight on her relationship with Tim. Uh, Tim actually was in actually her neighbor in her neighborhood. She recruited him to be the producer for a demo, which is just how they became. That's how they got, you know, got into music together. Uh, then after that, uh, Devontae from Jodeci found the group and later changed the group name to Sister, and they got signed to Electra uh, through Devontae's uh, out label at the time called Swing Mob. Um, and then, of course, like, you know, the rest of that part is pretty much history. Um, but just some other things with, with Missy Elliott. Um, Missy's body of work in the game of um, not just in the game of music, but in the game of music videos and the visuals that would go along with any of the songs that she would come out with. She's like hands down the best when it comes to, to, to putting out a music video that that, yes. that, that that breaks boundaries of creativity. Just I don't understand how how she thought of some of the stuff she thought of. I would say from her first video until the last one she's put out, they've all been different. Nothing's ever the same. Nothing's ever boring. It make you think. It make um. I'm just like almost make you feel like you on a drug. <laughs> yeah, very true. Very, like very you true. tripping on acid. <laughs> Got that right. Um, let's see what else. Um, some other accolades. Um, a lot of people probably may not may or may not know this. Um, but Missy Rome produced um, a lot of the tracks on the Aaliyah's One in a Million album, like uh, If Your Girl Only Knew, One in a Million, Hot Like Fire, and uh, Four Page Letter. Um, so she was responsible, for, was responsible for a lot of that. Um, some other things, she created hits for like Total, Nicole Ray, did some stuff for, uh, for Destiny's Child in the early days, things of that nature. Uh, we got what would you say, you know, what would you say would be your favorite album for Missy? Uh, hmm. That's a hard one, because, man, I can listen to, I can listen, I, I can listen, man, I can listen from Super Duper Fly all the way down to the cookbook and just not, yeah. not touch my, not hit the next button at all, and that's like the God of the truth when it comes to Missy. Okay, which which album was the one that had Get Your Freak On on it? Get Your Freak On, uh, Missy So Addictive. Okay, I I I have to go with with that one. My is it that one? Is it that one or the or the one after that one? Uh, I'm under construction. I, I was trying to call it reconstruction, but it's either Missy So Addictive or Under Construction. One of those two. I had to flip a coin and. Just roll with either one. I can't lose with either one. Okay. So, okay. My favorite would have to be, which I listen to this album, many nights would fall asleep growing up listening to this album. And that album is The the Real World. And yeah. the, the, the record, She's a Bitch, is one of the key singles off this album. All In My Grill is another one. Yeah, it's another good one. Why um, you all in my grill? 
Exactly. And another record that was on another record that was on that was actually on this album that wasn't a single, of course, but it's the it's a song she did with uh one uh Busta Rhyme that has Eminem on it is one of my favorites and Dangerous Miles with Red Man on it was one of the like Red Man killed it on that on that on this on that record that's on here. Yeah. Uh, um so yeah, that's the real world, one of my favorite. I'm, I'm probably gonna load that up just because I'm talking about it right now and, and like really like continuously jamming it in my car on repeat because man, that was a great album. Another thing I liked about Missy was her combinations with Genuine, Timberland, Magoo, Aaliyah. When they got together and they did music together with all of them on the same track, that was some of the greatest music I heard back in the late nineties, you know what I'm saying? Man, and it's I like would, shoot, I would even do I would even say for like this is just coming from me. Like I would if it came down like to say like okay, who really got you like loving music, hip hop and just in general, I give that credit. That Missy and Timberland are the the main reasons why I'm in why I do what I do as far as when it comes to when it comes to this podcast and my love for just music in general, that they're the reason just the the out of the box stuff they would do with like the crew of, as you said, like with you know, Timberland, 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 Magoo, um, Missy Elliott, Aaliyah, Genuine, Nicole Ray. Uh, man, there's so many of them. Tweet. They yeah. had, they had yeah. tweet. It's yeah. like after Aaliyah, what really, they they were strong before Aaliyah died, but it's like after Aaliyah died and Missy got sick and she tried to make her way back. It's like they got stronger. You know what I'm saying? It's like mm-hmm. it brought them together stronger. And it's true enough right now, the only person still going strong is Templin and it's basically due to production. Yeah. I believe that when they went their separate ways, that's what hurt everybody's career. Yeah. Also, I just mentioned too. Yeah, I can't forget Player because Player was another another. Uh, oh yeah, that, that, was, was, that, that was in there. That was, and the thing is, that was all part of. They were all originally. They were all part of Devontae's. That was, that was Devontae's group of group of artists that he had that was on his that was on his label. All and they them. talk bad about Devontae, <laughs> man. Uh, Devontae was an asshole. Yeah, that's what I know. Like real talk. Yeah, that's very true. That that part is very true. Um, that's what I was gonna say about that. Um, but yeah, man, it's like, oh, I know what I'm saying. Um, just to go off another, since we've been dropping albums that we wish you know could be either just some albums that we want to see come back out, I would love another Timberland and Magoo album. Just one more, man. Just my one. favorite track off that first album was Love, love the Boogie, love and, the Boogie um, and Love to Love. You. Well, Maybe. my other my other one would be uh the one with uh Static Mage on it, Aaliyah and Static Major. Uh, dang, what's the name of that song? And then they got another one with Fat Man Scoop. Oh, uh, dang! I think of that. But yeah, uh, man, um, definitely well, some, uh, some classic classic music. Um. Uh, well, I know who our hip hop legend is for the next episode. 
<laughs> shoot the, the whole freaking the whole freaking crew. Uh, shoot freaking Timberland and Magoo could be the shoot man. But yeah, uh, like up jumps the boogie and and, and the production man. I love I love Missy's verses on it on that song. I love matter of fact, I love all the verses on that song. And like with Missy man, when she did. The song Hot Boys. I love that song, man. You know, Missy came out and she she really changed the game for female rappers. And I hate that she didn't get all the accolades that she should have gotten. Because to me, she can still come out right now and eat any female rapper that's out there. Well, that was the prime example of that was the Super Bowl this year, man. She yeah. came out doing that performance, man. Her album, her sales on iTunes just started spiking just because she showed up. Just because a lot of young kids don't know who Missy is. Yeah, and they went through iTunes to find out who she was and heard they liked it. That's what that was. But all right, man. I think we have put a dent in it tonight. And with everything that we've talked about, um, just want to continue to let you guys know, too, uh, make sure you guys hit that subscribe button on iTunes, subscribe to the podcast, subscribe to us through uh, Stitcher Radio. Um, hit us, you can also catch us on, on Podbean as well. Uh, continue, guys, continue to download the show. Uh, let, us know, let us know your thoughts. Um, guys, you can hit us, up on, hit us up on Twitter at the Hip Hop Rejects, uh, on Instagram at the Hip Hop Rejects, or you can email us at thehiphoprejects with a Z at gmail.com. Um, that's it, man. That's it. Yep. Like I said, like we said at the beginning of the show, we're going to say at the end of the show, we appreciate y'all. We appreciate y'all listening. Tune in next week for our season, for, for our summer season finale. We're going to go over to the BT Hip Hop Awards for y'all. We're going to be looking yeah. for y'all suggestions. So, you know, and we're going to be coming right back for the fall season, so don't think we're going to be gone for a while. We're only going to take a little break to revamp our show, make it better. And we we still need y'all comments and y'all suggestions. All right. Loving in the books. All right. Stay tuned for to the end of the show. We're going to play a little something from Missy since she was our hip-hop legend. I ain't figured out what song I'm gonna play yet, but we'll figure out. One. And for those of you who hate it, you only made a small creative. You don't wanna speak my name, mess around, get that ass blown away. Food gone away, I ain't never like you tell anyway. Missy got something to say, I ride down the block in an escalate. Bling bling all in your face, I think you might need to put on your shades. I know you feel me though, you hating on me, but you hear me though. 20 inch rim sitting crazy low. I'm a crazy hoe. I'ma keep the party live, me and Timberland gon' flip it tonight. Keep your hands in the sky, wave around like you're crazy high. Tell you not to f*** with me If I give you head, you'll never leave